Happy New Year everyone. Rakesh Sahu, the 365 Explorer back again. Hope you had a great start of the year 2021. In today's episode, I wish to touch base on two very important components which are part of or used to be part of almost all endpoints irrespective of it being corporate owned or personal use. In July 2017, Microsoft along with Adobe and the industry technology partners announced that Adobe Flash Player will no longer be supported after December 2020. The decision to end support of Flash Player was made by Adobe due to the diminished usage of the technology and the availability of better and more secure options such as HTML5, WebGL and WebAssembly. Now, from January 2021 onwards, Adobe Flash Player will be fully removed in the new releases of Microsoft Edge Chromium. And after December 2020, which is already over, you will no longer receive security update for Adobe Flash Player from Microsoft that applies to Microsoft Edge Legacy and Internet Explorer 11. Beginning in January 2021, Adobe Flash Player will be disabled by default and all versions older than the patch KB4561600 which was released sometime around June 2020 will be blocked. Downloadable resources related to Adobe Flash Player that are hosted on Microsoft websites will no longer be available. Now, in the summer of 2021, all the APIs, group policies, and user interfaces that specifically govern the behavior of Adobe Flash Player will be removed from Microsoft Edge Legacy and Internet Explorer 11 via the latest cumulative update on Windows 10 platforms and via a cumulative update for Internet Explorer 11 or a monthly rollup on Windows prior to 10, that is Windows 8.1, Windows Server 2012 and others. Also, the update for removal of Adobe Flash Player will be included as part of the cumulative update and monthly rollup this point forward. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. What if an enterprise or a vendor still need time to do this transition further? or they were in limbo and just got the wind when the whole building is about to crash. We see this kind of scenarios every time and this is no different. So there is a kind of a good news for them. The caveat here for enterprise seeking assistance with moving away from Adobe Flash Player or needing continued support for line of business applications that may be dependent on it after 2020, Adobe is providing some support options which will require some additional financing. Please navigate to the show notes to find more details about it. Technically, in this type of offering, Microsoft Edge will allow Adobe Flash Player to be loaded as a plugin via the Internet Explorer mode feature. Inherently, Internet Explorer 11 will also allow this. Once you make the switch from Microsoft provided Adobe Flash Player, it will be treated as any other third-party plugin and will not receive customer support from Microsoft. Now, the cumulative update for removal of the Adobe Flash Player component 
which I spoke earlier will not have any impact on this kind of implementations. Alright, that was all about Adobe Flash Player. The other story which I wish to discuss deals with Windows 10 volume activation and its impact with the new way of working. Volume activation enables a wide range of Windows devices to receive a volume license and be activated automatically in place of tediously entering an activation key on each Windows device manually. The most common methods of volume activation require that devices to be connected to an organization network or connected via a virtual private network VPN to check in from time to time with organization activation service to maintain their licenses. When people work from home and off the corporate or school network, their devices ability to receive or maintain activation is limited. Let me quickly take you through the different volume activation methods available. The first method by using KMS or Key Management Service. Key Management Service activation requires TCP IP connectivity to and from an organizational private network so that the licenses are not accessible to anyone outside of the organization. By default, KMS hosts and client users DNS to publish and find the KMS key. Default settings can be used which require little or no administrative action. Or KMS host and client computers can be manually configured based on network configurations and security requirements. KMS activations are valid for 180 days. That means the activation validity interval is of 180 days. Here the KMS client computer must renew their activation by connecting to the KMS host at least once every 180 days. By default, KMS client computers attempt to renew the activation every 7 days. If KMS activation fails, the client computer retries to reach the host every 2 hours. After a client computer activation is renewed, the activation validity interval begins again. The second method by using MAC key or multiple activation key. A MAC is used for one-time activation with Microsoft's hosted activation services. Each MAC has a predetermined number of activation allowed. This number is based on volume licensing agreements and it might not match the organization's exact license count. Each activation that uses a MAC with Microsoft hosted activation service counts towards the activation limit. You can use a Mac for individual computers or with an image that can be duplicated or installed using Microsoft deployment solutions. You can also use a Mac on a computer that was originally configured to use KMS activation which is useful for moving a computer off the network to a disconnected environment. The third method, the Active Directory based activation which is very similar to KMS activation but uses Active Directory instead of a separate service. The Active Directory based activation is implemented as a role service that relies on Active Directory domain services to store activation objects. Devices activated via Active Directory maintain their activated state for up to 180 days very similar to KMS after the last contact with the domain. 
devices periodically attempt to reactivate every seven days by default before the end of period and again at the end of 180 days. The fourth method, which is fairly new, is subscription-based activation. Starting with Windows 10 version 1703, Windows 10 Professional supports the subscription activation feature, which enables users to step up from Windows 10 Pro to Windows 10 Enterprise automatically if they are subscribed to Windows 10 Enterprise E3 or E5 based licensing. With Windows 10 version 1903, the subscription activation feature also supports the ability to step up from Windows 10 Professional Education to the Enterprise Grade Edition for Educational Institution also. Windows 10 subscription activation requires the devices to be joined to your Azure AD domain, enabling activation in the cloud. This type of licenses are user-based. It means the license follow the user rather than associated with only a specific device. In this way, if a user leaves a company or a student leaves a school, the license is easily reclaimable for better tracking. Other benefit of subscription licensing is that a user can use a maximum of five different instances of Windows 10 by using the same license. It means if a user who logs in with his or her user ID in five different laptops, VDI or virtual machine which uses Windows 10 subscription licensing, the endpoints don't need to use five different licenses, rather only one is used. In this way, an organization or school can buy licenses from Microsoft based on users rather than endpoints which is more accurate and easily scalable. The subscription activation feature eliminates the need to manually deploy Windows 10 Enterprise or Education Images on each target device and then later setting up an on-premise key management service such as KMS for tracking the licenses. If you activate devices in your organization using Mac, the activation process is straightforward and the devices are permanently activated. If you are using KMS or Active Directory-based activation, each device must connect to the organization local network at least once every 180 days to check in with either the KMS host or the Active Directory domain controller. Otherwise, a user will be warned with a message to activate Windows again. Now with many users working or taking classes from home, a connection to the organization network may not exist, which would ultimately leave the devices in a deactivated state. To avoid this inconvenience, IT should work with the users and make sure right setup is in place. One option is by having the device connect to your organization's network via a VPN. It will be able to contact KMS host or Active Directory domain controller and will be able to maintain its activation status. If you manage your devices through a wholly on-premise solution already to deploy policies, collect inventory and deploy updates, there is a good chance you are already using VPN. The second option available here is by converting from KMS to Mac activation. In this way, you replace a license that requires reactivation every 180 days with a permanent one, now which requires no additional check-in process. There are some cases in educational institutions, for example, where each device is re-imaged at the end of the school year to get ready for the next class. 
In this case, the license must be reclaimed by contacting your Microsoft licensing representative or a Microsoft licensing activation center. Now, last but not the least, the option which requires very less administrative effort is converting the licensing model to a subscription-based licensing. This requires the devices to be joined to your Azure AD domain and enabling activation via the cloud. This only requires an internet connection. And if the organization already uses Office 365 based offering, then implementation should not be any issues. IT or licensing department should reach out to Microsoft and verify what kind of subscription their organization is eligible for. At the moment, the subscription which are eligible are Windows 10 Enterprise E3 or E5, Windows 10 Education A3 or A5, Windows 10 Enterprise with Software Assurance, Microsoft 365 E3 or E5, Microsoft 365 E3 or A5, Microsoft 365 F1 or F3, Microsoft 365 Business Premium. That's all for today's episode. Hope I was able to share useful insight into some really vital features which do impact how we work. Thank you for listening. See you again next week with another great set of stories. Take care and goodbye.